We're going. You guys know this song? Mm-mm. I don't listen to much Deep House. It's a really good <laughs> song. I feel like I'm at Laser Tag, man. I can't you guys have meetings at 8 a.m. Is that every day? 8.30. 7.30, actually. Sorry. Every day? Yeah, we, no, no, no. Once a week. Oh, it's not bad. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Uh, we are live on Real Estate. This is Paul Pasolakis, your host. We also have Sal Kuzmano. Co-host, how are you? Looking real good today. Thanks, buddy. How are you, man? Pretty good. Good. How are you? Rocking the glasses today. I yeah, like I knew it. you were gonna bring that up. Thanks, man. You yeah. look stoic. Yeah, thanks. I, I, yeah, my eyes are a little, little rough, little, little. It's about a yeah. five-year age. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So we've got, uh, we've got Ryan Weston in the house from W Realty and Raw Property Management. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Good morning, guys. Your better half, much better half, much, is not here today. Much better half. Uh, Amber, Amber is your partner. Also, your wife, probably the. Uh, one of the better looking couples in, in real estate, I'd say, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, she's carrying you there, buddy. Um, <laughs> <Man>. so, <laughs> she proves the spread for yeah. sure. <laughs> so obviously, uh, before we get started, we got to do the whole, you know, get us on uh, www.liveonrealestate.com. Leave us a message. How do they get there, Sal? Uh, you go into your web browser and type www.liveonrealestate.com mm. or... You or can find us on the podcast app on your iPhone. Also, Google Play. For those Android guys. And Stitcher. Mm. I don't know what Stitcher is. Do I you? have no idea. No. I've never heard okay. of that. Let's get, yeah. let's get the show on the road. So <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, big headline, rising rates. We're going to talk a little bit about some common misconceptions uh, for real estate agents. And uh, new cryptocurrency offering uh, offering backed by real estate. Uh, just you know, we'll we'll just touch on that. But it's just kind of crazy how crypto is kind of going into every part of real estate. It seems like every day I, I read something about it. So, Ryan, you are uh, obviously broker of uh, W Realty. Uh, you and Amber own and run that, and also raw property management. Uh, tell me some background, man. How did you get in the business? I know that you were like an accountant before or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I went to U of M for accounting and finance. Worked Got it. in the private sector, Title IV funding for a few years. and just, Sounds exciting. Oh, it's a blast. <laughs> Sitting behind a desk for nine to 10 hours a day was right. becoming quite a drag. Um, I've always wanted to be in sales, but didn't really have a platform uh, to do it on and didn't really have any experience. So um, when I got married, Amber and I spoke. We both quit our jobs in 2011. Yeah and got our real estate licenses, worked for a small brokerage out in Novi for a few years and put in our time and then uh, took our exams and went on our own. Went on your own. And ever since then, you guys, I mean, you guys do a really good job. Obviously, you're like, for, you know, from, from past dealings, I know you're full service, man. I mean, you do a really good job of like getting in and making sure that the client is happy. Your service level is really high. Uh, you guys are more boutique where you guys are very, very hands on, kind of mm-hmm. like us, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, we, we, your client service is, is what really drives you. Absolutely. I mean, that's why we hit it off when we first met. Yep. Um, we are boutique and obviously we're in sales. So customer service is kind of like a no brainer. It's got to happen. Yeah. Um, most most agents talk about how their, their customer service is their best feature. And I think that's ridiculous uh, because customer service should be a, a standard a staple. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Play, right. Um, and so we've tried to introduce a little bit of the financial and data aspect to real estate, whether you're buying your first home mm-hmm. uh, as a new homeowner or you're buying your hundredth um, rental. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, any piece of real estate is an investment, and you should know those investment implications. For sure, man. So I know I know something you want to talk about, uh, and I think this is uh, obvi- obviously pertinent. It comes up a lot. How is I mean, Zillow is changing listing strategies. It really is. It's like uh, you know, back in the day, the only you only had one way to get your listings. That was from your agent. Now, uh, someone that's looking for a house realistically can go 
uh, do a bunch of different websites to, to mm-hmm. kind of look at homes that, and they get listed pretty much just as fast, if not faster sometimes than what you would find uh, on the um, on the on the listing sites. Mm-hmm. That's right? absolutely true. Yeah, whether you know it's a touchy touchy subject amongst real estate agents for sure. Um, but whether you like it or not, Zillow is it's not a, going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. No. They're a big media group, and um, you do we do have to adapt uh, to those strategies. And so um, we actually recommend sellers. You know, it's never a but. It's, there's never been a better market to try to sell your home yourself. If you can save three percent out of that six, why not? Right. Um, especially when so many buyers are looking for themselves now and then reaching out to an agent once it comes to our writing an offer. It's a great way for them to potentially mm-hmm. find the buyer as well. Right. Um, and then on our side, on the business side, we've uh, kind of experimented with using their coming soon features. Yeah. In a way, because days on market on the MLS are so sensitive. Um, you know, if a if a piece of real estate sits for over two weeks, stale now. Stale, kind of crazy, right? Yeah, and so um, from a buyer and a buyer's agent perspective, you can leverage that against the seller um, and drive the price down. And so what we've been doing and experimenting with is using the coming soon listing tool as a way to market the property as active without actually tracking those days on the MLS. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like an insurance policy. Um, I just did this twice in the last two weeks, was able to pull buyers uh, from the coming soon. And, you know, once you establish market value, you associate your premium with that. You kind of know what it's going to sell once it hits the MLS. Right. And so, you know, we're not jumping the gun and taking something. You know, that's the argument agents make as well. You don't know what the market is going to see until you actually list it. And I just don't think that's true. You want to um, get it sold. Yeah, you got to get mm-hmm. sold. And, and ultimately, you know, because the rate of default is somewhat high in real estate. Buyers walk away, they get cold feet, they change their minds because, you know, husband or wife doesn't like the paint color. Right. Yeah. And in that sense, you pretty much get a free pass. Right. Um, You know, if the deal falls through, you delete the listing off Zillow. There's no record of it whatsoever. Uh, No one ever knows that it was actually a market. And then you go and list on the MLS. It's like an extra life, like in Mm -hmm. Nintendo. Absolutely. It's a mulligan. Mm -hmm. It is. That's exactly what it is. A so. golf reference? Yeah. Well, it's springtime. Yeah, Sal's, yeah. A, Sal's a golfer now. Yeah, big one. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sal, you when you bought your house, I'm sure you did a lot of like Zillow looking, right? I mean, you weren't you weren't waiting for the agent to send you the yeah. houses necessarily, right? No, I don't. I don't think I ever got an MLS search. Yeah. Um, I just kind of went around and looked, and you know, of course, something pops up on Zillow, and uh, you just kind of have to be active, and I think. Uh, as a buyer, you know, like when you're looking for a house and especially in this market where, like you said, I mean, if it's days on market, kill the listing, but also as soon as it hits the market, I mean, there's going to be 10, 15 showings on it if it's a hot property. And if you're a buyer, you have to be just as active as, you know, these houses hitting the market and the people seeing them. Because as soon as you miss that opportunity to even like get an opportunity to call your agent, it's all it's all over Mm -hmm. it's over it's done at that point right yeah um the other interesting thing about zillow they're doing is that that make me move uh Mm -hmm. used to be more of less a way for sellers to test pricing and so they'd you know grossly overlist their prices grossly yeah i I saw it yeah you know 30 40 percent over market value yeah why not let's see what happens but um, this year especially i've noticed that more and more sellers are allowing showings even without having um, representation from an agent, on the make-me-moves. And so what we've done is we've been trying to hound those make-me-moves and actually treat them as legitimate inventory um, mm-hmm. because those sellers are willing to, you know, once they see the data and come down to reality, yeah, they're actually willing to sell their house without even listing. 
Right, because if the, if it, like if they're like make me move and your house is worth, I'm just gonna use a hundred thousand, right? And you put it on for one fifty, no one's really gonna take that because they know. I mean, people know what the market is, but if you come yeah. in and say, listen, I'm I'll get your house sold for one twenty, mm-hmm. that's yeah. pretty good. That's twenty, you know, right? Yeah, and especially if I've got a buyer that really right. wants it. You know, I mean, why am I going to step in the way? And so usually what we'll do is we have a special package that we have for um, sellers who don't have an agent and they're doing the making move to incentivize them to sell to our clients. Right. And yeah. I think, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Sal. I was going to say, you know, every every agent probably has a, a fold of buyers, you know, for every one seller you have, you probably have four or five buyers at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Absolutely. it's like matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Is that how <laughs> so <laughs> right um so you know a lot of people are trying to get in, get it like now or like i want to invest in real estate right you you deal with a lot of that on the property management side you probably mm-hmm. have investors across the country they're kind of coming coming to you and saying i want to get in the market what do you i mean this market is changing right and we're going to talk about rising rates and how that's affecting everything uh housing shortage rents are going up what do you see on the investment side of the market? We've noticed a lot of new and younger investors uh, coming into the marketplace. Really? Um, especially in Detroit. Um, right now, rental rates have never been higher. Yeah. And considering that interest rates well, used to be low, um, it was actually possible and feasible for you to finance a rental property and still remain cash flow positive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with the river. I hate using the word revitalization in Detroit. We don't really work in the downtown areas or the, those are kind of oversaturated already. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. the reason we even opened up the property management was because we had all these investors wanting to purchase rental properties and then always ask us for rent for mm-hmm. uh, management ref- referrals. And yes. we were like, oh, let's go find somebody. Let's just do it. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got enough uh, traffic already. Let's just do it ourselves. Right. Um, so what we've seen is, you know, you can go down into Detroit and purchase a duplex for 20 or 30 grand it's crazy rent out each side for six seven hundred bucks mm-hmm. a month it's pretty cash flow positive right it's, there yeah. it's a great and and compared to the other opportunities you know not even worldwide but just let's just take the southeastern michigan area um the markets that people used to invest in such as um hazel park redford mm-hmm. yeah inkster yeah. those were kind of the high rental areas those are inflated too right uh, the yeah. pricing is pricing all across much of detroit's going up yeah, yeah i think if you look at it from uh like a worldwide perspective even i mean i have people calling me hey i have a an investor who's in singapore who wants to invest in detroit right mm-hmm. and before maybe they were looking at like brooklyn or something like that where it's two or three times the amount of money to get relatively the same return right mm-hmm. so yeah i've heard that people have, um all of our clients are also investing in florida and uh cleveland yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I, I can I see can that. See that yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the trick is getting something low and being able to rent high, right? Mm-hmm. And if the rents are X and you can buy at X, then it's you know you're going to make a good spread on that property, right? Right. And especially Detroit's really exciting right now for uh, landlords because they're pretty much double dipping. Not only are they seeing the highest appreciation rates ever yeah. in Detroit. Um, the quality of tenant has just improved right. to where it's not all Section 8. Um, there's yeah. a, a lot more jobs down there. And also because of the affordability level in the suburbs in southeastern Michigan has risen so much, it is now creating... Um, like a bleed over, right? It is. It's like bleeding mm-hmm. down. Yep. But like it's, it's interesting what's happening in Detroit in the sense that you know there are places that nobody wanted to touch, mm-hmm. right? 
and being that you know it is getting so expensive to actually live anywhere, right? Um, we're going to see a big difference. And then, I mean, you know, the, the, everybody talks about Detroit. Just so for everybody listening across the country, that oh, you know, this downtown's being revitalized. It looks awesome, but then you get to the suburbs and it's not really there yet. Well, it's going to get there. Uh, the biggest portion, in my my opinion, that will change that is public services. If those come up to par, we're, we're going to see a lot more people moving down there. Yeah, schools are still one of the biggest hurdles down there, Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and Detroit, from a surface area perspective, is so massive. And so that's something, a problem that the city's been dealing with for a long time. They've just never been able to afford to care for all these residential mm-hmm. areas. Right. And so, you know, some options that we were thinking about a few years ago was, you know, are they going to township some of it away? Yeah. That's you could. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. There's a lot of uh, area with still a high concentration of blight. Yeah. Um, that is majorly privately owned. Yeah. And so we're, it's be interesting to see how the next few years play out and how the city deals with uh, with those issues. Yeah. For sure. Well, when you start seeing families move down there, mm-hmm. you know, that's when it's going to be yeah. kind of eye-opening. And when you have million-dollar properties in Boston Edison. Yeah. It's definitely an eye-opener. Right. Oh, yeah, right that one just sold down there, didn't it? It was just insane. In Boston Edison? I don't know if it actually yeah. closed. It was listed at like 1.4. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it closed, though. Yeah. Listing was sick. Yeah. So, I mean, rates are going up, guys. I mean, it, it, we could, I mean, it's not doom and gloom. Look, I still believe – look, we talked about this five months ago. I said rates are going to go up. I told people that the same house to, that back then will be more expensive today, not based on appreciation, but based on interest rates. And it, it, I didn't expect them to move as high or as quickly as they have. But they really, I mean, they went from like, like four to five overnight. It seemed like, right? Um, did you send an email to all your clients saying I told you so? No, no, I, I did <laughs> tell some of my friends. I got a buddy of mine. Uh, I told him, I go, dude, you got to buy, and he's like, ah. Now he's like, I got to buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it's just funny how it all works out. But yeah, r- rates are going up, and it's just it's coming to an end, man. I mean, the the the, the days of you know, sub 4% rates on a 30-year fix, I think are gone. I don't think we're going to see that. But I still believe if you buy today, you will look back and say, I still got a good deal back then because mm-hmm. rates will end up being 6 7%. That's like normal, right? Sure. We were just abnormally low for a very long time. What's weird to me, and I, it, because our economy is doing fairly well right now, because employment is steady and, and growing and income is growing, um, you know, it's all a sign that our economy is doing well. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to affect our housing market. What I think is actually going to happen potentially is if someone's living in a home and they have a 3.875 interest rate, it might stop them from moving potentially to another house. So what might happen is we might have a, sh- a even more of a shortage in housing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is going to drive prices <clears throat> up even higher because demand well, I don't think is going down. You know, I hear it all the time. You know, you got a seller and they're like, well, you know, what's what's the current rates? And it's like you said, a percent higher than what they're what they already have, but I mean, is that really going to hold you up from buying a home? You know, sure. if, it, if if the reason for moving is what for most people is is like a family event, or you know, you need to change school districts, kids are growing up, you need to downsize, whatever. I mean, it's not going to change anything, right? And historically, rates are still really low. Paul, like yeah. you mentioned, yeah, um, you know, I had a seller. Uh, about a year ago that when she pers- first bought her home in Ferndale, she had 13.5% rate. Yeah. So it's know, real. six and seven yeah. is actually pretty reasonable. That's uh, right. That's right. I mean. well, and you, you don't have anything to lose, you know, by buying right now. Okay, mm-hmm. if rates go up, like you said, you'll look back and be happy. And if rates go down, you can refi. So you 
have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, just trying to play the devil's advocate and, and role-playing the flip side of the coin, I think uh, you know, rising rates will obviously remove that entry-level buyer. You know, potentially, yeah. Potentially, yeah. To where they can no longer purchase. And I think, you know, we may see a slight softening of the market, in which case sellers may panic and think that they missed the boat. All of a sudden, we're switching now from a seller's market to a buyer's market. They may flood the, the market mm-hmm. and then oversaturate inventory levels. It's really interesting because it could go either way, could, in my opinion. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know that I have a good pulse on. I usually have a good, but you know, I've never really experienced this. Uh, rising rates and economy is doing well, mm-hmm. right? So it's like we knew this was coming, mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting to see what's going to happen with the actual housing market. Uh, it's going to be interesting what happens with uh, uh, buyer demand, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with actual inventory. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It really, I don't know that uh, that. I've seen a, a downtick in pre-approvals. Have you no, saw? No, I don't think so. And even those buyers who I pre-approved before this most recent uptick, which was like what, beginning of February, right? Right, end of January, it's like, hey, your payments now, you know, fifty dollars different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and you also know, in I comparison, mean, it sucks, but and in comparison to their other option, which is renting. That's the other side of it. I mean, rent rates are insane. Renting rent, 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 rent right now is way more expensive than buying, mm-hmm. in my opinion, like, mm-hmm. in, depending on the area that you're in. So it's like rents are going to keep rising if people aren't buying. Right. Right? And then ultimately, you are purchasing an asset yep. in real estate, whereas renting, your ROI is zero. Right. Yeah, you know, there's there's arguments to be made on both sides. Some people say, I'm going to rent and ride it out and see what happens to the markets. I'm not really ready to jump into it. I don't really believe that because I think if you buy today, you're going to get a discount and you're going to gain equity. I don't. I just believe that that's going to. And something major would have to happen in our. It, look, I always say this: we're one bomb away from one percent, mm-hmm. which is really screwed up to say, but it's true, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, we got Kim Jong Un or Il is it Un? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's funny. You know, everyone's that I talked to. Oh man, I wish I could have bought in you know 2011. My buddy did. He made a ton. But you, but you didn't. So, you know, <laughs> right. what do you want to do? Do yeah. you want to buy a house or do you want to wait? Because mm-hmm. it's not going to change. And I think, you know, back in the, what, the 60s, 70s, when, <clears throat> when gas prices started rising, what did people do? They didn't buy less gas. They went and bought more. Yeah. They were afraid that the rates were going to, or that the prices were going to keep rising. Yeah. And so I think we may find that as well. Like you, to your point, um, if inventory levels stay the same, that demand isn't going anywhere. Sal, it, Sal has been just texting someone for. I mean, just no. on here, just a lot of the texting going on. Yeah, just, are you, de- just are, derail the show. Man. Are you sexting? Is it who is it? Is it <laughs> just like, derail the you, show, bro. Are you tindering? <laughs> what is going on? Over yeah, there? man. What are we talking? Can, can you share with the audience what's going on? Uh, <laughs> Sal just swipe left or right. Uh, is, well, he's Paul's right. Will, he yeah. doesn't even have the ability to swipe left. He, I, I, I said this before. His muscle structure who is, is this? that Tiffany Apostle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Swipe there right on go. that. Yeah. There you go. That's, yeah. She's a good looking chick. My wife. Um, all right. Let's move on, man. I mean, obviously, look, we we'll talk more about this. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with interest rates and how that affects the market. My personal, just if I if, if I was going to make a prediction, I'm going to say that inventory is going to get even tighter. Our demand is going to go even higher. And prices are going to go up instead of down. I could be right. I could be wrong. I, there's always a 50-50 shot, I think. Yep. I think as long as Detroit continues to move in the direction that it is, it's going to create more and more demand for southeastern Michigan and especially the suburbs of yeah. Detroit. Yeah, I, I think this is nationwide, too. I think everybody's kind of having the same kind of issues. But mm-hmm. we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Forbes put out an article, 
15 common real estate misconceptions and what newcomers need to know. I'm not going to go through all these, but there's some interesting ones on here as, a, as becoming a realist. Because, you know, now everybody's like, oh, I want to be an agent. It's sexy. You know, they watch the shows on TV. So these are some misconceptions. The very first one, and you and you tell me, Ryan, if this is true. Real estate professionals get rich quickly. <laughs> uh, not true. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great platform because there is no ceiling. And um, if you know your product and you have a way to market yourself and um, find clients, yeah, it is an option, but it's not likely. Uh, when we quit our jobs, I remember I think I put 30 grand on my MX in marketing. I bought a bunch of zip codes yeah. on Zillow and Trulia and Real.com back before, you know, really got popular. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's kind of a $30,000 gamble for me. Yeah. If we can convert these leads into clients and, you know, my wife and I, we worked our butts off for the first couple of years. Yeah. Um, cold calling, you know, emailing it till all yeah. hours of the night. Um, so it's a, it's a great field. It's a great industry. Um, I love when people are, are exploring this as an option, but it's definitely not what you see on HGTV. That's uh, actually one of these like, reality TV shows. It, it is, it is like it is. That's like yeah, a misconception. You don't just go throw three houses and then they pick one in her house. Right. <laughs> I'll well, pick one. You'll, you'll be lucky if you only write three offers. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's funny too. You know, there's a, a large misconception. I don't even know if it's listed on here, but that you know, um, especially from a loan officer perspective, and uh, probably some instances with sellers, they think that the real estate agent does nothing. You know, and mm-hmm. it's just getting this massive commission. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course, listings easier, but they don't see like you going out and showing you know 15 houses on a Sunday. You know. After, or <laughs> right you know, after a tough night or something, it's like, man, that's. that's I, tough. I can't tell you how many times uh, we've gotten calls from Fizbos who are either just starting or have just found a buyer and panic because they just don't know what to do next. Right. Mm-hmm. And but ultimately, it's the negotiating factor. You know, I've said for a long time, uh, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollar house, we're not going to be able to get you two hundred grand because it's just not worth that. Correct. Uh, our jobs are actually more marginal than people think. And so if you've got a $100,000 house, you know, and you think that it's only worth 100,000, I can probably get you 115 right. or 120. Right. Um, so we're marginal. Um, but yes, there's a lot more work involved than, than people typically think. But once they go through that process and start that process, they very quickly realize. Right. It's always greener on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. So like even like I know loan officers, man, I'm gonna go be a realtor. It's like. <laughs> I don't no, want I, to I, buckle I'd up, I'd rather bro. have your job than mine. <laughs> I, I agree. Actually, yeah, I actually agree. Which just goes to my next one. A non-traditional schedule means you work less. Yeah, I actually work more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I quit my job to think that I wasn't going to work as much, and that's just not true. Um, you work a lot of evenings, and you work a lot of weekends. If you're good. If you're good. Yeah. Yep. And if you're busy. Yeah. Right. Um, well, but that's the point. You're well, even if, you're not, if you're, even if you're not busy, you have to work to get busy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, you know, the commission itself, right? 6% or 3% to do what? If open doors, if it wasn't, if it wasn't warranted, right? The market and everything would, would equalize that. And it would be mm-hmm. one and a half or one, right? But right. it's warranted for what you guys do. Absolutely. Especially on the buying side, you know, I've, I've seen in the last couple of years, especially like I said, going back to Zillow and the way they've created these solutions for homeowners to try and attempt to sell their house on their own. Um, I don't think buyers agents are going anywhere um, just because who's going to take you around and show you 30, 40, 50 houses. Right. Um, And, you know, I think their buyer comp is actually pretty accurate uh, for the amount of work that those buyers agents put in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. It look, it, it's it's a very uh, what we do is difficult on, on all ends because we don't have set hours. Like you asked my wife, like I'm on the phone, you know, putting my kids to bed. I'm like, hold on, yep. sweetie. Had a conference call at ten yeah. fifteen last night. Yeah, I got I got to go take this call. It's like, what, what do you do? I'm like, I got I got to work. You know, right? Yeah. And Sal, I mean, Sal, oh, yeah. you're the king of this, right? You're always on yeah. the phone, like you were on the show. I know. Yeah. And and most homeowners or sellers and buyers work full time. Yeah. So they don't have time to have these conversations. Oh, it's after between work. nine and five. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's. It's funny, you know, I'm always getting the, dude, why are you on your phone? We're in, like, Costa Rica or something. It's like, I don't want to be on the phone, bro, <laughs> but have I to have be. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or otherwise I can't do this. Yep, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of perks to the job as well. Yeah. You do have a flexibility. Um, like I told you when we first walked in here, I took most of December off. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really nice. I you know, had a good year and yeah. just didn't feel like working, want to spend more time with the kids. Yeah. Um, and so you do have the flexibility to do that. But right. then you got to like hightail it out of that and like get get, then, to, get yeah. hustling, but right? Come yeah. come January second though, you got to hustle. You like you got that anxiety, like oh man, I got to yep. get going, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Sal's got anxiety a lot. Tons. Sal, you didn't talk about food yet. Oh, I know. In, are you? Is that like a conscious it's decision? Lurking, man. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, we got about two yeah. more minutes on the show, so. What are you getting you? hungry? Always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she got Shake Shack right down there. Yeah. Nah, well, it's not that great. Atkins is better. The whole premise of the show is that I'm getting bigger and Paul's getting older. <laughs> and I think today That's the we glasses. probably both show yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I got the little turkey gobbler. You got the glasses. Yeah. You know, eyes are going. I like the glasses. Man. Thanks, man. I, I think it looks good. I think it looks smarter. It's good. I need that. For sure. I need that. Um, real quick. I don't want to get too it's far into Your clients can't see your face, man. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah, I've got the face for radio. <laughs> uh, so you have uh, a nice voice. That's thank you, man. Yeah. That's all that matters. He does. Right? Uh, sultry. Yeah, yeah that's it's like a pillow told. talk of mortgage. Paul's a natural on the podcast, the radio, a ton. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate. I'm impressed. That. No, yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's good. Man. I, well, I didn't expect to be you guys so, so nice to me. Um, all right. So real quick, new cryptocurrency offering backed by real estate. Look, there's a cryptocurrency out there that basically is is going to start called property coin uh so you can actually have a portfolio on the blockchain um it's really kind of crazy that you know blockchain is is really getting like in every part of our of our world i do believe in blockchain and the technology behind it and i don't know how much you guys know about it but it is going to change the way that we do business it's kind of like the new frontier i'm just that's what i believe i don't i don't know that for a fact that you know it could fizzle out but um, it's interesting to see that more and more uh, attention is being placed on real estate yeah. and blockchain. Well, what's interesting about this is essentially, you know, this, uh, what do they call it? Property, uh, property coin. coin. It's essentially a hedge fund. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of properties put together. In a portfolio right? backed by a coin, which fluctuates, right? So someone's going to run it, buy the properties. Your coin's going to be worth based on how much the portfolio is worth. Yeah. It's interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, so who's the first title company that's gonna accept Bitcoin? But I think somebody already has. Really? Yeah, that's already happened, man. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Uh, Ryan, tell the audience, all four of them, how they can get a hold of you. Uh, you can go on our website, <laughs> www.mywreally.com. Uh, you have links to the property management side as well. If you have any questions, or you can reach us at our 800 number, 855-482-5666. Wow, do that again. 855-482-5666. All right. Sal, how can they find us? You can go on to uh, the podcast app, search Live on Real Estate, go to www.liveonrealestate.com, or do with the Android thing. What is it, Google Play? Google Play, Yep. music, or whatever it is. That's what I'm playing this music on. Ooh. 
<laughs> is that when the beat drops? I mean, this is when the, the this is when the crowd goes kind of nuts right here. <laughs> Those glasses are very modern. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this in Mykonos when I was in Mykonos, it really killed. Man. Yeah. Sal. Will you dance for Are me? those actually real glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah I need them. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Are they real? <laughs> Man. See you guys later. Is that, yeah. See ya. All right. Bye-bye.